Hey, Brent. Hey, sis. So today we're back with the neck of truth, but this time we're back on a serious note. I know everybody know you from being on the neck of truth. You know, it's cracking jokes and talking about relationships and intimacy, but you're back here for something serious, right? Yes, I am. We are going to talk about autism. I am a mother that has a child that's autistic. It's been a journey. Okay, let's talk about that journey. Being a parent is already hard. Right. I'm wondering when you notice things were a little different for you as a parent. I notice when he would do little odd things like he would stand off in a corner. He can't communicate himself, so he would hit himself. Different little things like that. Like I know some kids don't like loud noises and stuff like that, but the appearance of my mom and my siblings and stuff would trigger him. Eye contact. And eye contact, yes, just anything would just, and I, I couldn't understand, like, and I just kept trying to figure out, like, something's wrong. I couldn't put my finger on it. I had a clue. I had a feeling. But I'm not a doctor, so I couldn't be the one to say, but. I knew something was wrong. You knew something was different. Yeah. And you're referring to your son, Eric, correct? Yes. So you have two kids, mm-hmm. Eric and Imani. Yep. At what age did you notice things were a little different? He was about one, maybe a little bit before one. He wouldn't crawl at all. Mm. He would just scoot on his bum. Like he would just scoot. He couldn't climb. He couldn't do things like that. So I went through physical therapy, occupational therapy. The physical therapy got my son up and running. You know, he's doing excellent with that, the physical part of it. But as far as him, like, eating, he won't eat anything. When you say anything, he doesn't eat at all? At all. Okay. What kind of nutrients does he get? They prescribed me to give him Pediasure for his nutrition. And it's been helping, and he's healthy, and he's gaining weight, but it's a slow process. Let's take a step back. Let's talk about the journey when he was diagnosed with autism. At what age did he actually get diagnosed? And talk about the process from the beginning. He was three when he got diagnosed. So this year of June, he was diagnosed officially with autism. Prior to that, I've expressed my concerns through his, you know, PCP, even reached out. My sisters helped me out, you know, getting um, references and different things like that. It was just going on for about two years that I was just expressing my concerns with this. And nothing didn't officially get done until he was three. How frustrating was that? Very frustrating. I have worked with autism and just to deal with it personally is different. Mm. And for him to be as young as he is, he already can't express himself. Mm. So you have to have patience. And that's one thing I had to learn. You have to have patience. If you don't, you're you're just going to be all over the place. Okay. So at three, he was diagnosed with uh, autism, right? Yes. Who was your response to his diagnosis? I wasn't shocked. 
I was more so refreshed to get relieved, to know, like, you know, now someone's hearing me. Someone's paying attention. Someone's getting the job done. You know, because, you know, just saying things so many times, so many times, and not being heard, it hurts. I have a bomb support system, a bomb support system. But as the mother, it's hard. It's different. It's different. So when you say it's hard, what did you find the most helpful during your journey? And what was the most, like, least helpful during your journey? The most helpful was... Honestly, my niece, Sky, <laughs> she has been A1 with him since day one. Honestly, he's crazy about her. Honestly, sure. like he, he, he loves that girl and I love it. I love it. And she takes time out with him. She's patient with him and she's young herself and she loves doing that. I see it. Right. And it makes me feel amazing to to know that it's not coming from an outsider it's coming from family it's coming from love love genuine mm-hmm. and i love it right i love it so sky has been very helpful yes. during transition your journey you thank you definitely you i can honestly say half of the journey that i've been through with this you have been there every step of the way Aww. up into this day Mm-hmm. Up until this day, and I appreciate that. I really do. Oh, you're welcome, Bri. I really do. You're welcome. I mean, we're family, so we got to stick together. Definitely. And this is all new to all yeah, of yes, us. Definitely. What did you find was like the least helpful during the whole process? The least helpful was just going unheard. I'm I'm telling y'all this and and the fact that he's still not eating after three years, mm. still, I have no answers to that. It's just crazy. Why do you think that is that when you're saying that you felt you were unheard and it took so long? And I, I can't speak on like the diagnosis process and how long, because I don't know if it you have to be diagnosed at two or what age. But why do you think it took so long to get answers? I honestly think it had a lot to do with the aging, him, you know, being three. Okay. But I also think that with me expressing this to them, they could have, you know, looked into it a little further. No, he might not have been able to have been diagnosed, but I could have been prepared for that more. Got you. And the fact that, you know, I I was just saying and coming and I mean I've been through so many different agencies and everything with him and he's only three Hmm. so you're saying you wish that they would have gave you a hint like you know this is this is a possibility we can't confirm but it's looking like and it was almost like when they did reassure me that he was autistic he was already on his way to being diagnosed so it was like a little too late Cause mm-hmm. I was already getting help elsewhere. Okay. So I just felt like on their end, they could have just pushed it a little further. Like oh, okay. They, and then you want to explain a that a little bit more. Cause you're saying you kind of reached out with kind of my resources and like yes. our docs saying, Hey, what do we do versus his PCP doing there? Right. So when they kind of stepped in, you were already exactly already had it going in motion yes. with the process. Yes. Got you. 
So let's talk about Eric. Mm-hmm. How does Eric communicate? Eric, he points or he'll take you to something. He really communicates through TV, like his cartoons and stuff that he watches. That's the most time you'll really hear words and stuff. Because he repeats everything. Like I said, Sky, she gets him up and going. She gets him up and going. So anything you hear him say, nine times out of ten, it probably came from her. Reading to him. Reading to him mm -hmm. or him watching one of his favorite cartoons or something like that. So that goes back to you saying patience. Yes. Because her taking her time, mm-hmm. reading to him and, mm-hmm. you know, talking to him. And at some point in time, I feel like she became his, like, safety, that his safe yes. place. Yes, definitely. But I feel like his communication has gotten a little better, it right? Correct? It has gotten a little better. It has gotten, and I think that has a lot to do with me being more attentive to him. Because you're at home, you're at home mom home. now. Yes. So I think that, you know, me being home now with him has a lot to do with his progression. Like he he's amazing. He's amazing. And I can't take that from him. Like every day he just does something. It just brightens up my day every day. (laughs) He's He's something else. (laughs) What activities does Eric like? He loved running the streets. <laughs> going he loved outside. Going outside. He <laughs> loved being outside. He don't really do too many activities. He's loved playing with his cars. You know, he plays with his sister. You know, they go back and forth with it all day. He reads with Sky. With him, it's just you never know what you're going to get with him. That's so true. You never know what you, it's hit or miss with him. Even <laughs> with me being his mom, I never know. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> You never know. Yes. (laughs) So what activities does he dislike? You mentioned he doesn't like loud noises. No, he doesn't like loud. He listens to music. He likes music, but he doesn't like loud motorcycles. Mm. He doesn't like the vacuum. Anything that's loud, like a loud car or anything like that, he doesn't like. Big crowds. Loud, yeah, big crowds, loud voices, things like that. He doesn't like. And some unfamiliar faces mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. What does he do when he sees people he he's not familiar with? He'll shy away. He'll turn or he'll start crying. Maybe he wants me to pick him up. He uses his blanket a lot. That's mm-hmm. his other safety net. Like he had that since day one. So he really favors that a lot. His blankie. Yeah. How... Is he with your family? At first, it was rough. At Talk about first, that. It was rough. I mean, it was to the point like my mom, my dad couldn't even come walking in the door and he would have a whole fit. I mean, he mm. would snap out, cry, go crazy. Wouldn't let nobody come in. Mm. Wouldn't let nobody come in, touch him, nothing. Even like now, he's come around more like so. Even with my mom, like mom, he'll he'll wave at her, he'll smile at her. He might let her pick him up, all depending on how him. I feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And same with daddy, like he's the same way with him. Like, but anybody else, um, like my siblings, they can come in and he'll take to them now. But prior, he would have a fit. But the ones that he is stuck on. It's Courtney and Sky. They can't come or go without him. You know what? This is why I think that he's so attached to us because we kind of take our time with him. Mm-hmm. Like we give, we take time. Like 
I come take him, yeah. even if it's for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So now he knows me. He knows my car. So he comes. He know, oh, that's mm-hmm. that's somebody I know. And she's going to take me somewhere. Mm-hmm. So he go gets mm-hmm. his black air forces. It's yep. time to go with auntie. <laughs> and the sky reads to him, take her time with him. Yeah. And she's nice to him. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why. Because yeah. we kind of take our time with Definitely. him. Definitely. He sees that. Like yeah. He can't express that, but he sees it. Right. He feel it. That's why when y'all come in, he'd be so excited. He'd be so excited. Yeah, like you say, you never know what to expect. Yeah, you him. never know. What makes him upset? Like <sighs> um, that's the same thing as like things that he doesn't dislike. Yeah, but I mean, go ahead. Well, at first it used to be really hard to giving him a bath. Mm. He used to dislike taking a bath. It used to be real rough. Like he used to go crazy. Now he loves taking a bath. As long as there's bubbles in there and toys, he's cool. Mm. But even still now, like, changing him, wiping his face, brushing his teeth, doing his hair, all of that triggers him. Like, he throws a fit with all of that still to this day. Mm. I still don't know why. Like, I know it's a censoring thing. Like, that maybe it's the touch of, like, certain mm. fabrics and things like that. Or I don't know what it is. Honestly, I really don't because literally anything, it could be a soft rag. It could be a soft towel. Anything, he still will go crazy. So what do you think made him comfortable with getting in the tub, like getting washed up? Me basically taking him, running the water, putting the bubbles in the tub for him. You know, letting him like just calming him, like you know, just make letting him know that it's it's okay. Make him feel comfortable and kind of letting him know this is what we're doing. First, yes. we're doing this, and then we're definitely okay. step by step. Mm-hmm. There, there may have been times in the beginning where I may have had to get in the tub with him. Mm-hmm. You know, it has gotten to that point, but like I said, he has gotten so much better now, so much better. Yeah, he doesn't like getting his hair combed, no, you know, grooming doesn't. and things like no. that. No, but he don't got no problem with putting his clothes and his shoes on and going. Mm, he just want to go. He, he don't want no grooming. He just want to go and be ready. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you calm him down when he gets upset? Honestly, I either I'll pick him up. I'll give him his blanket or I'll just give him that time to himself. And eventually he'll calm down and he'll come to me and he may want his bottle or he may want to watch a certain thing on TV. And I just figure it out some way or another and he'd be fine. It don't be how it used to be. Like he's calmed down a whole lot more. Right. So basically give him his time alone. That's important. Definitely. Right. You have another daughter named Imani. How does having a child with autism affect her? Um, And does she understand what's going on? I explained it to her. And daily I try to explain it to her to let her know, you know, that, you know, he needs special care. And there may be times where I may have to tend to him more. But that doesn't mean that I care or love you any less you have those conversations with her all the time okay all the time and Imani knows she knows how I feel about her she's seven and I can't expect her to fully understand right but she's coming around too and there'll be times she'll say little things Mm -hmm. like you like my baby brother more than me and that hurts it does I'm sure that hurts because baby 
you the one who made me a mom. Mm. You made me a mom. So it start with me and you. I could never love you no different, less or more than mm. him. I love that. Never. I'm going to go to the ends of the earth about both of y'all. And she know it. Oh, she know it. That's special. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we talked a lot about your kids, Eric, Imani. But how do you handle the stress of being a parent and a parent raising a kid with autism? It was real stressful. How do you handle that it stress? It was real stressful. I mean, now I'm dealing with it a lot better because I am getting the help and the resources and everything that I need. But prior to that, you know, I've been through different jobs. I had to quit a job. Mm -hmm. You know, I just had to put a lot of things on hold to make sure that, you know, my kids come first. You know, I had to do everything I had to do for them. Like, again, it put me in a bad depression. Mm -hmm. It, it it was rough. It was rough. But like I said, I had a I have a bomb support system. That's important. And that helped me get through a lot. That helped me get through a lot. Even though the um Eric doesn't don't, you know, take to certain people and this, that or whatever, and I'm always with him. I'd rather that than for me to have to keep trying to figure out how I'm going to make it work. And with even with me being home now, I feel more better. I'm more comfortable. I know that I'm I can be there for his every need. Okay. Yeah, it was it was it was rough. It was, it was really really still rough. is, right? It still is. So what yeah. do you do? Do you take time to yourself? You take a hot bath? Yeah, I'm, I I take I definitely I'm learning to take time for myself. Okay. At first I wouldn't, you know, it was, and I still, my kids, my kids, my kids, mm -hmm. but my kids are good, you know, like they're well taken care of, they're happy, all of that. So now that's where I noticed that I can take time for me, mm. you know, they're comfortable. So I know I can be comfortable. Okay. I get what you're saying. Okay. So now I'm, like I said, I'm learning and, and I'm doing that. And I'm feeling good about that. Mm. I'm feeling good about that. Definitely. That's lovely. It's a lovely pl Definitely. place to be, right? Yes. Okay. What advice do you have for the parents out there that may possibly think that their kids may be autistic? Do not ignore the signs. None. If it looks funny, if they move in funny, do not ignore it. Speak on it. Don't ever feel like... You're the only person that's going through this because at one point I thought I was until I see so many people in the world dealing with this. And it just makes me feel much better that there are people out there as strong as me. Right. So that's just what I want them to be. I want you to be strong. I want you to embrace it. I want you to let your child know that they don't have a problem. They're special. Right. They're a gift and you take that all in because that's what I'm doing. I'm taking it all in and I love it and I wouldn't trade it or change it for the world. Love that period at all. If you have any concerns, your child may be autistic. Get your child screened and contact your health care provider if you have any questions. Thank you, you guys. This is Courtney with the Naked Truth Podcast. See you, See you next time. <laughs>
Thanks for listening, Truthers. Make sure you check us out on our new YouTube channel. That's right. We finally have a YouTube channel. You guys been asking me, how can I comment? How can I interact with you guys? This is how you do it. Follow us on The Naked Truth with Courtney LaShawn. L-A-S-H-A-W-N. I'll be back next week with another juicy episode. Until then, follow me on Instagram, L-A-D-I-I underscore Moreau. And you can also follow me on Facebook, Courtney Steve, S-T-E-A-V-E. Thanks, guys.